Hello everyone, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Laughs and Lessons. I'm thanking y'all, like I always do, for listening and subscribing and liking and sharing and all that good stuff that y'all do to help this podcast thrive. So, this week we have another guest. I'm told y'all I'm going to try to have a guest almost every week, Um, not another solo episode. Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself and give the people three things so tell people your name and then give them three things about you that you think that they should know about you (laughs) okay well my name is Catherine blunt i am 22 years old i just finished my undergrad degree at buff state okay undergrad degree and i am applying to law schools in about six months Ooh, have you taken the lsa yet um, take, I'm planning on taking it either at the end of this year or mm-hmm. like in January, so okay. somewhere around there. Yeah, I took it years ago. It was a doozy. Um, I didn't do bad, but I didn't do great. I didn't also didn't do any prep. I kind of like studied on my own and then took it my senior year of college while I was still doing my um, internship and everything my senior year. So it was kind of like I took it like another course. Oh, I didn't do too bad, but I could have definitely did better. But yeah. Yeah, I want to take those six months and then just study for it for six months and then whatever I get is, you know, the first grade that I get is what I want to keep. So yeah, that's a good that's a good method. I think um, mm-hmm. I think you'll be fine. No, that, that's Thank a smart you. way to do it because you graduated already. See, mm-hmm. I wasn't even graduated, and I was just like, I need to take this now. Oh, so no, that's too much. Yeah, no, I played myself, but. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> Um, that's good. What's your degree in? Um, it's in legal, public legal studies. Okay. Yeah. So, you on the right path, girl. You on yes, the right path. Listen, black excellence, y'all. Okay. I'm yeah. always, I'm always praising black excellence. So that's some black excellence for y'all. Okay. So each show is introduced, or I should say starts with a segment entitled Let's Argue. So what it is, is like, basically like one of those unpopular opinion type things. Um, I was like toying with like what I wanted the the uh, Let's Argue segment to be about today. I didn't know if I wanted it to be about what the topic was going to be or if I wanted to be something completely different. So we're going with something completely different. Okay. So, a lot of people think that, well, how about we just pose it like this. In a relationship, men and women should do, should it should be 50-50. As far as like paying for stuff, doing stuff. Right. And well, let's just go with paying for stuff. Okay. What do you think about that? I agree. Um, I This is like a really strong topic for me because a lot of my friends, I feel like they forget that men are humans too. They're not just like a piggy bank mm-hmm. for them to, you know, okay, this guy's dating me, so they got to like take me out on dates and everything like that. Like men want to be treated. They have emotions. They want to be treated the way that they treat us. Mm-hmm. So I think that... It should be 50-50, and I'm also very independent, so I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with somebody paying for me every time we do something. Like, if you buy the tickets, mm-hmm. I buy the snacks. Or if you pay for the hotel, I pay for, like, the the car to get around wherever we at. Right. Like, you know, just, like, kind of, like, uh, even balance of things, because then it's going to come and bite you back and 
like if they're in a relationship where it's like well I'm always paying for this and you never doing anything and like you feel like like I don't know I just know that because I haven't really been in like a, a real serious relationship but I know like a lot of my friends just see it as you know this guy is dating me so he should be providing for me and he's not your dad so mm. that's how I feel about it I agree um I've never I've always been an independent type of person so for me I've never understood the concept of women saying like Oh, we in a relationship and I'm cooking, I'm cleaning and snap there right. for you, so you should be paying for everything. You should be paying for everything. Right. And it's like, no. I mean, so do you get with somebody to live off of them? Right, that's what I'm saying. I feel I feel like a lot of people in this generation see it like that, where it's like and I think it comes from the older generation of like your grandma stay home and Mm-mm. cook and then your you know, the grandfather went and paid the bills and did all that. We this is the twenty first century. Okay? Listen, I so, just don't understand where, where people are getting this. Right. I mean, and that makes sense for it to be like a like a older generation thing. Yeah. But at the same time, as much as things have changed over the years, you would think that that mindset would change. But I just feel like that's just so asinine. Yeah, it is. Why would you... And it works both ways, too, with, like, men thinking that women have to, like, clean and cook. Right. Like, you're a grown man, okay? So, if you don't know how to cook for yourself and clean for yourself, I don't want nothing to do with you because you can't provide for a child future in the future. Mm -hmm. Or you couldn't provide for me fully if I needed it, so... Right. Nah, you gotta think... That's a red flag for me. Mm. Okay, so at least we we both agree on that. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of people like, um, like on on social media, especially like posting about right. like, well, I don't if if we together, I'm not paying for whatever. Like you gotta pay for my hair, you gotta pay for my oh, nails, no. you gotta pay. Hair. That's your nails, like, girl. girl, what were you doing prior to this man walking right. into your life? And don't make it seem like you need him. Correct. Like to depend on him. I mean, granted, it's always followed with, oh, I know I can provide for myself, but but you should that shouldn't be an expectation no. of women because that's just that's I just setting us back. I that's feel like, like. The, the ego. I think that's a lot to do with like the ego of the like, male men, ego? And, men and women, just the ego, like the human ego in general, where like people think. Like, they let their ego get in the way of a lot of things. So they think, well, because this person chose me, mm-hmm. now they got to provide for me, period. That's it. I don't see it like that. And I think a lot of people see, that, like, these types of relationships, they become, like, shallow. Because mm-hmm. now it's all about the material and nothing about, like, getting to really know the person. Like, you more worried about what they can provide than what mm-hmm. they could, like, kind of help you with. But, right. like, it's supposed to be, like, a growth type thing. You know, like, we're supposed to help each other grow. We're supposed mm-hmm. to be on our own hustle together if right. that makes sense yeah it's not i feel like it's not something i feel like relationships <laughs> i feel like relationships are ugh, difficult nowadays because yeah, i feel like then people, it's like the talking stage and it's like like you know it's like all these different type of stages and it's like, well, like what does this mean like i don't get it I like don't i don't know why people just can't i like it's you. like making things right. like be some more simple and then just complicate things i yeah. feel like and it's, yeah, it's too much okay so that's cool because i mean we got a little bit of an age gap so yeah it's it's good to know that you being 22, mm-hmm. you think that way. You know, yeah. I feel like it's a lot of people, well, hell, I think it's people like my age and older who... Listen, okay. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not with you. I'm not with it. Okay. Right. So, all right, that's cool. So, uh, this week, this topic of discussion, today's talk, is about <laughs> white privilege <laughs> and racism. Now, um, I chose Miss Blunt here um, for this topic of discussion because she, I feel like she's going to be able to contribute to this conversation very well for various different reasons. Um, And so let's just get into it. So, um, 
Catherine, we hear the term white privilege a lot. But right. what does it mean to you? Like define white privilege in your own words. Basically, I would say, okay, we live in a white supremacist society. We grow up every day. We, we grow up basically learning about westernized culture. We don't mm -hmm. learn about any other culture. Mm -hmm. So with that mindset, now it's kind of like, this is really tricky to kind of like define in like a vague, like ambiguous term and then go from there because there's so much, so many elements to it. Mm -hmm. But I'll basically say like, because we live in this white supremacist country, mm -hmm. you know, white people have a certain privilege that helps them get farther in life than people of color mm -hmm. or non-white people in mm -hmm. general, if right. that makes sense. So just basically saying that because this is a country ran by mostly white men, mostly white women, now they're, you know, the breed of, the, of white people, they're gonna get, you know, doors open that black people wouldn't get open, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, and that's pretty much how I would say I define it too. Um, white people or people non, I would say, well, we're just gonna say white people, we're gonna say non people of color, which are white people essentially. Yeah, they, um, well, yeah, basically. Essentially, that's what they yeah. are. But we're just gonna go with the, the white Anglo Saxon. The wasps. Yeah, the basically. wasps. There you go. We're gonna go with them. They are born, by them being born white, they already are a step ahead of everybody who's not. They have, they already have doors open. As soon as you pop already. out, there's already doors open for them, right? Already, away. no matter what your socioeconomic status is when you are born, I feel as if, even if like you're what's considered to be like trailer park trash, you white still, trash, you still mm -hmm. will get opportunities over that your uh, your your non-white non counterpart, counterpart. there you go yep mm -hmm. so i agree with that absolutely okay so do you think that the same type of privilege exists for minorities or people no. people of color and you know what in it's, any kind of way no and you know it's so crazy because somebody bought this up last semester i took a debate class and i had a white boy Say that black people use the race card but he wouldn't acknowledge white privilege and i said well there is no race card first of all black people i don't i really don't think that black people can be oh i'm black so this happened to me there are ignorant black people who do that and say well i can't get a job because i'm black no that's just the ignorance in the in them okay, okay. don't put us all in one like i don't like that black community thing because then like we are not individualized mm -hmm. when it comes to that they see us as one mm -hmm. so with that being said, if you can acknowledge that in hypothetically black people have an upper hand because they're black, why can't you acknowledge that in a white supremacist country, I'm gonna say that a lot today, mm -hmm. okay? In a white supremacist country, white people do not have privilege. Mm -hmm. that, that's not even logical. So I don't think that black people- Because okay, you, you said you're gonna use the word, I mean the word, the term white supremacist mm -hmm. country. What, how do you how do you define that? How do you define what? What is white supremacy? So, okay, it goes, now this is like a breakdown of the Democrat and Republican Party. A lot of people think that Democrats are for minorities mm -hmm. when it's an illusion. Mm -hmm. Because if, if I'm not mistaken, it was FDR who said, when he bought in the New Deal, he was like, I'm gonna have these Negroes vote in Democrats. Mm -hmm. He didn't use Negroes, I'm gonna mm -hmm. let y'all know that. I'm gonna have them vote in Democratic for 200 for the next 200 years and mm -hmm. guess what black people are always voting democratic mm -hmm. why 
why? Why do you love Obama so much? Why do you love Democratic presidents so much when they continue to let us be poor? Because mm -hmm. if they, if we, there was no poor people in this country, there would be no Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have more respect. Not saying I, I really don't. I'm independent. I don't really go off of each party but i have more respect for republicans because they just come out straight up and tell you like i'm not for it mm -hmm. i don't want none of these people mm -hmm. build that wall mm -hmm. period i'm done with it mm -hmm. democrats would be like let me let me get you a little bit of social welfare mm -hmm. you know just to make you happy but then behind they behind their back they voting for you know things that are keeping us stagnant yeah as, you saw what i mean you know mm -hmm. what i mean so yeah this this is a white supremacist country i agree with that both parties have a play in those parts in, mm -hmm. in that um ideal so and i think that that had that comes also i feel like that's a generational thing yeah. as far as the way we were <laughs> the way that black people ended up in this country to begin with we didn't have a clue about what what the hell a political party and that's was. another thing they put a, put in our head too is that they bought like okay let's logically think about this <laughs> do you think that those slave ships the way that they are built the way that you know historians like show us pictures you think all those black people survived and were bought here or do you think that we were already here i think we were already here i think to an extent we were already here yeah. but i feel like there were there was there was slavery don't get me wrong there were people bought from africa mm. here mm -hmm. but when christopher columbus you know so and so discovered we're not even gonna use that okay word. right <laughs> because when he found with i don't even know what word to say when he came across america and saw these people of color mm -hmm. the native americans native americans are people of color they're basically black. black like if you really think about it native americans are black okay mm, and then like, you have the moors that's what they called the already aboriginal africans that were mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. so i think that that was something they really put into like like subconsciously put into our minds that like we aren't really from here and mm -hmm. a lot of that that's why african-american is a term that's like you've never been to africa why are you calling yourself african-american do you so you don't identify as african-american i mean i have to there's no other way for me to identify but do myself i would say no i'm a more i don't mm -hmm. I, well, actually i couldn't really identify myself because my ancestors we can't really trace back where we're from. Mm -hmm. They really, they didn't really start putting Native Americans and African Americans on to like the census until late, late, later. Mm -hmm. Okay, we were either, either identifying as Hispanics or non-Hispanics and mm -hmm. that was it. Yep. So it's really hard for us to really trace back. I don't know where I came from. I could never tell you where I came from. Mm -hmm. you, like if you did that Ancestry.com, it would not be accurate. And I mm -hmm. always tell my friends that they only do that to get your DNA, but that's another, <laughs> that's another conversation. That's another conversation yeah. for another day. That's but yeah, say that. So. <laughs> I personally, um, I identify, I don't identify as African American right. at all. I identify as just being black because right. I know I'm black and then that too it's like, I don't I mean granted <laughs> we ain't a color granted we're not a color but if I had to identify as anything that was basically it would have to be black yeah it ain't nothing wrong with that it's really hard for us to identify ourselves and that's what they want is that we can't really like more or less I say I'm native because we're Native American too mm -hmm. so like I could say I am Native American but like the other side of me what else? I can't really say I'm a more because I don't really know if my ancestors either came from Africa or mm -hmm. came or were already here. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard for us to identify. We have a problem with self-identity in the so-and-so black community. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a big problem. And that's what white people kind of, you know, eat off of. 
where like oh they can't identify they don't really know who they are so we, we can just fill their minds with anything we want to in this country right without a sense of identity right what you only know what people tell you and what exactly. you think we go off of that's very true and i think that's that's the reason why people identify the way that they do because they don't have anything else to go off of right so 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 back to the original question you don't think that there is any um equivalency no. for of white privilege no for people minorities of people of color no um and when you say are we talking specifically because if we're talking about people of color that doesn't necessarily mean black people so are we talking about black people or people of color hmm that's a good question um we're gonna go with we're gonna go with people with black people okay so the you know there's no equivalence in this country that we have that opens doors doors for us right away mm-hmm. even somebody with a phd that's black is going to have a hard time in their workplace mm-hmm. so it's no there's nothing there mm-hmm. right and i i i agree with that completely um i feel as if <laughs> we have to work we as black people Mm-hmm. We're just going to identify us as black people. Um, have to work five times as hard mm-hmm. as our white counterparts. You watch Scandal? You know when Papa Pope I like don't watch Scandal. Well, Papa Pope, which is Olivia Pope's uh, father, he said you got to work twice as good to get half of mm-hmm. that, Yep, that's where that's I was going fast. with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I was going with that. So that's very true and that's so so sad. Oh my god. Um. Oh my god. You see it. You even see it now. Like me being 22, I've seen it already. I've already experienced it, and I'm light skinned You know, we don't do that. Cut. You know oh, what I mean? Girl. So like, like girl. I, if I'm experienced as a light skinned black woman, I know you're experiencing it twice as much girl. as me. And for those who don't know what I look like, I'm brown. I'm brown like the the Crayola crayon <laughs> that says brown in the box, or the color of a. Uh, Hershey's Kiss. So, and Miss and Miss Catherine over here is like high yellow. Okay. So, Period. you know, don't think of the Crayola crayon, but like no, a little yeah, bit, a little bit. You know, like, I'm just trying to think of what I don't know what the equivalent with that would be. Like a, if you ever have a caramel macchiato, like that. Color. There you go. A little bit yep. lighter, just like a splash of cream. Yep. I'm gonna say with a little bit of cream in it. Right. So you know, but yeah so and that's that's i'm so happy that you say that because i feel like that can get into another conversation as far as the privilege now if we talk about like light skin privilege light skin privilege yes and the answer is 100 percent. okay yes, so i listen i'm so yes. happy a light skin person that said that because yes. my best friend is lighter than you okay she if if she had like facial features that resembled a white person she could pass as white as okay. long as her hair was like straight or whatever. So right. like she had a weave in and she had like facial. She probably could pass as white anyway. She like back in the day, Is she, she would be passing. No. Okay. So, and she, <laughs> I think she's privy and she understands. She definitely understands like the, the, like the light skin privilege thing, mm-hmm. but I don't think that she sees it with herself. Girl, I can tell you stories. <laughs> right. And I just, I and I don't, I, I acknowledge it too when it mm-hmm. happens, especially if it happens in the workplace. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to feed into that. That's another white supremacist, like, ideal that mm-hmm. they want to keep us to, to keep us basically divided. And mm-hmm. we are divided as a community. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, and, and black men have a lot to do with this because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. favor light-skinned mm-hmm. black women. Wow, this is fantastic. Yeah. And, and, and then they see like a, you know, the aesthetic of a dark-skinned black woman on Twitter. They mm-hmm. like that. But if there was one walking down the street, 
They want to be hollering. They want to say boo. That's what I'm saying. So I, mm-mm. It's so crazy because my one of my friends, I and the crazy thing is I just learned this about him recently, and like he's like a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, he had expressed to me that he prefers light skinned women with curly hair. Okay. He's black. Okay. See, that's the blurred line is preference. Because my friends, and they use this word completely wrong, think that I'm, quote, air quote for y'all, racist because I don't date white boys. Um, okay, so what we, that, I'm glad you said that because that's going to lead me to my next question. Yeah. Racism. Does it exist? And how often do you experience it? Oh wait, no. Matter of fact, we're not gonna leave with that. We're gonna because we're gonna go off of what you just said. Okay. You said that your friends call you racist. Can a black person be racist? No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Let me explain to y'all the difference between racism, discrimination, and prejudice. None of those words. A lot of people think because on Google it says a synonym for that word. It's not necessarily means it's exactly the same mm-hmm. as that word. It's just synonymous with that word. Okay. Mm-hmm. You usually kind of use racism and prejudice together. That's what that means. I just gave y'all English lesson. Mm-hmm. So when people say that I'm racist because I don't date white boys, I don't date white boys because I don't date white boys because mm-hmm. I like my black men. And that's it. That's yeah, that. That has nothing else to do with, um, I mean, you know, you do have certain preferences. Mm-hmm. Like if I say, okay, I date black men, but my preferences more or less have to do with, can you provide for yourself? Mm-hmm. I don't really want you when you got a kid, but I'll take it if you do. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of my preferences. Mm-hmm. Not features. Features, you know what, what you I mean? look like. Yeah, what right. you look like. It's You black, okay, cool. Right. But, black is black. Yeah, exactly. To me. Me too, okay? okay. I wish we all saw that. Girl. But at the end of the day, if slavery came back, light skins will be invited too, okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, racism. Black people cannot be racist. If you've ever read the book, Dear White People, it's a great quote in there. Racism is a systematic disadvantage of a race. Black people can't be racist because we don't benefit from that system. And if we're talking about a white supremacist society, mm-hmm. do we benefit from a white supremacist society mm-hmm. or are we on the out, outside looking in? How can we benefit from something that we don't politically, economically, or socially advantage? There's no advantage for us. It's not so there's a difference between being ignorant and discriminatory mm-hmm. and racist. Racism is this. Trump has an entire right-wing nationalist society following him. Mm -hmm. Then you got police officers who are following him Mm -hmm. and his word and Mm -hmm. everything he's saying. And and so those police officers are taking what they think black people are. See a random black person walking home who could be a law school student, which happened to mm-hmm. a to that law yep, school student that. in Florida, um, and either shooting them or mm-hmm. pulling them over for no reason, just because they're black. And guess what? They have political advantage because their mm-hmm. president, their president, mm-hmm. is the one that's telling them that. So how can it be that if if I say as a black person, like I don't date white boys, because you know I don't date them. I don't know. Maybe because I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not interested. Or if I'm like, there are ignorant black people mm-hmm. who would be like, oh, I, I can't date like Chinese people or Asian people because of like whatever, something stupid. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or make mo- a mockery out of Asian culture. That's not racist. It's just prejudice. It's ignorant. It's discriminatory. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, if a black politician got up on TV and said, hey, we gotta hate Asians, who's gonna listen to him? Who's gonna listen to a black man in America? And that's my. And a lot of people don't see it because. 
I'll bring it back to the ego. A lot of people want black people to, even black people, want black people to just be like, looked down upon. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that we even kind of tie in the word racism with black people when you're trying to say that we're racist. When we're still, we still have a, a huge Jim Crow era situation mm -hmm. going on in the 21st yeah. century. <laughs> so I think if we talk about racism when it comes to black people, let's talk about, you know, the police shooting on our black men mm -hmm. or a black man with a college degree is not as equipped is, is equivalent to a white man with a high school diploma mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's talk about that aspect Ooh, yeah. first before we get to what black people are doing wrong mm. okay okay i mean that you hit it right on the head <laughs> because ooh, child okay so black people cannot be racist I agree with that wholeheartedly. Honestly, you just, you hit the nail on the head. I don't understand how, and the, back to what you said about like what your friend's saying that you're racist because you don't like white men. I don't know if you, um, I had an episode on interracial dating. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine, I, I know that she dates white men. And so I chose her to be my guest because I wanted to hear what her thought process was. Now for me, as all y'all know, I don't, I'm my preference. I don't say my preference. I'm not attracted. Let's to, yeah, say it like that. It's not I'm that not, I, don't I don't specifically prefer, just go out my way not to date. Like, right. It's just that I'm not attracted to. Right. I'm not and attracted then also, to. Them. It's the fact that I always think in the long term of things when I'm just like thinking about relationships, and I can never have a conversation. I feel like um, there's a movie with. Uh, Sana Lathan, I don't know how to say her name. Sana Lathan? Yeah, Sana Lathan. Mm -hmm. And like, and she dates this white boy. Mm -hmm. And I remember just like one scene where like they're in a grocery store, in a grocery store discussing um, what happened at her, her job. Mm -hmm. And the white guy goes, is it really racism though? And I don't want to have that conversation because don't question me on whether something is racist, racist or not. And that'd be something that will, at the end of the day, be mm -hmm. an issue in the relationship. Because you could come home to a black man and be like, can you believe what these white motherfuckers did to mm -hmm. me today? Listen. And he'd be like, listen, tell me about it. This and that's is what exactly I what I was and telling. That's exactly it. That's exactly what we were talking about in that episode as far as as far as the reason why I don't want to have to have to explain. Because she was talking about how she had to stop talking to this one white man because he, like, you know, she, she would have to educate him on, like, the, even, like, what's going on right now. I don't have the time. Well, okay. We have so much other stuff to deal with in a relationship. I don't have the time to be explaining to you what the black Especially experience is white man, and what the problem is. Right, and if you're a white man interested in black women, you should understand where exactly. we're coming from. Like, it should not be a, well, I don't understand where, what, what this means. Or I don't understand why you're upset about this. I'm not, like, trying to, I'm not trying to have you understand it. I just need you to uh, that's not um, my acknowledge job. it. Right. That's it. Right, that's not my job. And you know, speaking on that, my cousin <laughs> dated a, well, he she didn't date. She was talking to this Trump supporter. Ah. Okay, and she is brown. <laughs> and his, her justification for it was... Purposely dating. So she knew he was she, a Trump Yeah. Supporter. Interesting. Okay, and that's what I said. <laughs> I was like, this is very interesting because in some aspects, we kind of think the same, but in other aspects like that, we mm -hmm. do not. I would not ever give my time of day to somebody, even if they were black, who mm -hmm. voted for Trump. Oof. Okay. And that would just be a red, that, I don't know what color is better than red, but whatever you can think what's of. Brighter than that? Well, yeah, what's brighter than red? Because that'd be that color. Okay. Because yeah, but she was talking to this Trump supporter and I was like, he told you. He was a Trump supporter. He just came out and said it. Like, he was comfortable with uh, you as a black woman, a brown woman, not a light skin, a brown woman. Mm. And saying that, because I feel like a lot of white boys um, 
think that if they degrade brown or black skinned women, darker skinned women mm-hmm. to light skinned women, it kind of is like a one up for them. I've had white boys try and do that with me and I'm like, oh no, no, no sir, no sir, no ma'am, no ma'am, oh no ma'am, no ham. And then it's like, and it's like, that's not how I work and I understand that that's because it's a lot of light skinned black women out here who do think they're better because society has told them mm-hmm. that throughout their life. Oh, I know it. Don't I know so, it? It's been... And it's just like, oh, geez. y'all making it, y'all making it hard on me. Nobody want to listen to me. But, like, <laughs> I'm like, that's not how I work. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's honestly, and as a as a woman who is apparently brown, I've definitely had a more difficult time with lighter skinned women in general Mm -hmm. because it's like I always give people the opportunity to show who they are however in certain situations it's like I look at them kind of like they probably think that they're better than me because they light skin you know what I've well, it's, it also stems back from me being in school where, like, darker skin, black girls will always try and bully me, which I don't go for the bully, mm. FYI, but mm. they would try to do that because I had longer hair, mm-hmm. and, you know, I just just mind my business. I've always been a person that's just been, like, very, like, to myself, and they will always, like, try and pick fights with me, and I'd be like, I don't even know your last name. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know my last name. You've never met me. You don't know how old I am. You don't know mm-hmm. what my interests are. You want to fight me because, and that's the divide that the white supremacist society has put upon us yeah. is that we look at each other now as enemies mm-hmm. and i don't think that's how, that's how we should be mm-hmm. doing but you keep them separated you know you want you want people to fear what they don't understand mm-hmm. and like when you have this ideal that you know light-skinned women they even show it on tv it's like like subconsciously already put into yep. us at a very young age yep even when they cast nowadays, Amanda Steinberg is everywhere. Yara mm, Shahidi is everywhere. Every and where. oh my god, I was so upset when they casted Amanda for the hate you give because on her cover, the cover of the book is a dark skinned yeah. black woman. I was that that and that threw like, me. That threw me. And I was me. like, why is she taking this? First of all, use your light skin privilege like Zendaya. Oh, okay. Girl. And say, no, I don't want this. <laughs> Here is my dark skinned black friend that will be a great actor for this. But, oh my goodness. And that's, it's... you know, you kind of play into it. They kind of play into it. And that's why there is that divide. Girl. And that's, and honestly, and this is probably going to, this is probably going to strike a nerve with you because I know a little bit about how you feel about this person. However, I've had a conversation with people about Beyonce. I love her. I love her. I I, I had I don't forget who I was speaking to, but regardless, I was having a conversation with them about Beyonce. Like, I can't take away the fact that she's a great performer, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. But if she was brown, oh, she, I, look, that would not strike nerve. I've always said that if she was dark, like Kelly, Kelly Rowland. There you go. Look at Kelly, Kelly Rowland. Can sing better than Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Beyonce's a great vocal. She's not she's a great a, she's vocalist. A good she's a great performer. Jennifer Hudson is that great vocalist. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there was a lot of controversy when they both sang together at Mean Girls. Like, well, why isn't Jennifer Hudson up with Beyonce? And people mm-hmm. tried to like push colorism. Mm-hmm. You can't really compare somebody who just got off American Idol, didn't win, and say why doesn't she have the same fame as Beyonce? Kind of no, work you can't like do that. that. You can't but do with that. Kelly Rowland, they were from the same group. Mm-hmm. Kelly. 
They put push, banger. but they pushed Beyonce they and did. Destiny's Child because if you listen to any of their oh, their songs, it it's sounds like Beyonce. Beyonce and her backup singers. Right, and that and the reason why is because Kelly would not be the good brand for Destiny's Child, mm-hmm. even though she had the better voice, mm-hmm. and it's because. She was Beyonce was white skin, yeah. And I, I've always said that, like, girl, she would not be as popular. I mean, look at um, Nor- Normani. Is that her name? Normani is she's from Fifth Harmony, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. she is like amazing. Like, I'll be watching her performance. It's like, girl, you can be the next Beyonce, but will society let you? Mm-mm. Because she's darker skin. Absolutely not. And but, then you got, and then I was, you know, talking about sorry Beyonce. Not only is she light skin, but she wears blonde hair. Mm. So she's like the closest thing to a white person, and I think that's why she's so accepted by the masses, as opposed to her being, even if she was being, even if she was her light skinned self, but she wore her natural hair, mm. and she she appeared to be more black than she would appear to be white. That's true. And I think that that has a lot to do with that light skin privilege. Now too. let's go back to that blonde, that blonde hair. Cause mm-hmm. we get into arguments me and my friends get into arguments because we all um i've never worn weave but i get a lot faux locks and i do the box braids Mm -hmm. and it's nothing wrong with enhancing like how you want to look okay if you could pull it off you can pull it off but the blonde hair argument is the fact that black people have blonde hair they do but okay it's more synonymous with white people i understand that Mm -hmm. in the society we're living in you want to be more attractive if you have blonde hair as a you know a if i'm light skinned and i want to have blonde hair then Mm -hmm. it would look more like like european features Mm -hmm. i get that i don't think with beyonce i don't think it's like that. beyonce has always represented black people from every shade to like every pl- you know what representation I mean? yes i would say that i mean i don't follow her enough to like know for mm-hmm. everything that she's done however i feel like it's, it's especially as far as her being like now i see it more than i've seen it in the past however many years she's been out in in the public and like famous like right. beyonce you know i've seen i see it now i see her now promoting um like the black movement the black revolution type movement more now than i've ever seen her that's i was talking to my cousin about this that's what i was talking to um because she's a beyonce stan so and i was talking to her about it and i'm just like and this was years ago prior to beyonce being like how she is now right i mean granted she was always like a, a a star but now i feel like now she has like so much power um I said, why is she not using her platform to advocate for black people? Like, I feel like, I feel like people didn't, white people did not see her as being like a black person. Otherwise they wouldn't have accepted her as much as they do. Like when you see people like the same, same thing as on um, Michael Jackson. Okay. He was just a slippery a, slope right there. Apparently white. Mm-hmm. Every, like he had people of all colors. Right. Loving him. Beyonce is a is not well he's not a, my parent she's not apparently white, but she's light skinned. Mm-hmm. And I feel like her image has a lot to do with the reason why she's accepted so you know That's true. You know, easily yeah. by these by the masses. You know she what knows saying? how to play the role that she's given, basically. Mm-hmm. She knows how to play she know how to make money. And I think that's another thing that I really don't respect when it comes to her and Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Because, as you know, I am a huge Nas fan. And mm-hmm. Nas and Jay-Z had, like, a falling out back in the 90s. And Nas has always stayed true to the black 
cause. Mm-hmm. Jay Z, I feel like it's more Jay Z and P Diddy are more of like the money is what's uh, more important. Don't get me on P. Diddy. Yeah, Ugh. and and that was kind of the same thing that Steve Harvey was saying to Monique at that one point when he was like, you know, you have to learn how to play the game, and it's like, where is the morality? Where is your sense of like? pride and duty and loyalty to your people mm-hmm. rather than trying to just make as much money as you can this goes into like my beliefs you don't know how long you're going to be here you don't know what you'll take with you you don't know what your legacy will be once you're gone mm-hmm. you don't want to be known as a sellout in your community because money was more important than the people that were dying mm-hmm. on the streets so i see beyonce i understand what you're saying because when she was in destiny's child even in her first album mm-hmm. she was way more i mean this formation was kind of like the first thing I've seen that her. shocked the hell out of yeah, me yeah that I've seen her kind of like step out and mm-hmm. be like hey listen these are my people too but why that did it take you this me. long when you've had this platform and that's for this why, and that's what that's exactly when I was yeah. having that conversation it's just like why is it like why did it take her this long to do that that really threw me and that's exactly what I said I'm like it took her that long as a person as a, as a woman of color to do that. It wouldn't take me that long. They would have been, they got rid of me. I, like, <laughs> right away, I'd have been like, listen. And that's that. But, um, and you know when you say she, she has, like, uh, like Michael Jackson, everybody loving her, or loving him. Mm-hmm. Um, That kind of was the same thing with Fred Hampton, too. Fred Hampton wasn't a performer or mm-hmm. anything. But, like, he was one of the main speakers. I mean, not even Malcolm X had Native Americans, whites, blacks, Hispanics, all these people coming together mm-hmm. and listening to the word and realizing that we're all humans at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And that what, what affects one like community is gonna affect another mm-hmm. whether whether it be subtle or right away mm-hmm. and that's why they got rid of him real quick because he really was getting the people together and that's what this monarchy that we're living in right now mm-hmm. this tyrancy you know all these presidents and everybody you know they're tyrants mm-hmm. they want people afraid you keep people afraid and you know afraid of like the unknowing then they want somebody to, to lead them they mm-hmm. need like these people like the community as a whole, just us humans, we need someone to lead us. And mm-hmm. I think we need to get out of that and start realizing that that's not really the best thing for us. Yeah, So that's true. Okay. So um, as far as racism is concerned, um, we, know, we know that it exists. How often do you experience it? As a light-skinned woman, how often do you experience it? Um, like, that's a tricky question because it's not... Like, I see racism as... If I walk down the street, I wouldn't be stopped. I, I'm not gonna lie. I do a lot of incriminating things in my car, okay, <laughs> that I never get stopped for, but my cousins will. Mm-hmm. And they, I, I've never been pulled over for anything like that mm-hmm. because I'm not a threat. I am the non threatening black girl, okay? Mm-hmm. So, is that because of your skin color? That's what it is. And then when my mouth opens up, they like, oh, she wanted them. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was at my old job. I'm not going to say where I worked. But mm-hmm. at my old job, my managers were kind of like trying to take advantage of me because I was so quiet. And I was all about making money. I'm always all about making money. But like it gets to a certain extent mm-hmm. where... Hmm, let me let me tell y'all let me tell y'all about myself real quick. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about yourself real quick. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the disconnect. Mm-hmm. So I experienced more microaggression mm-hmm. than I do like racism. I don't know if you can kind of put that in the same category. So I was gonna ask that. Yeah, I don't know because microaggression is just like, like for a, for example, the other day at the job I work out now, um, my manager was standing next to me. She's a white woman, and I am. The um, I was the overseer of customer service, and mm-hmm. my manager was sitting just standing next to me because she was doing something on her own. Mm-hmm. And this white lady walked up, 
And I was like, oh, can I help you? She goes, no. And then looks to my manager and says, oh, can you help me with something? Or I'll get, I'll get, um, can you find somebody to help me th with this? And I go, well, I'm standing right here. And mm -hmm. if you see my name tag, I can mm -hmm. help you unless you don't want me to. Either way, I'm getting paid. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just to the point when I first started, when I was like 17 and I first started working, it really used to annoy me. I had a guy come in my um, line one time and tell me, this would make a great career for you. I'm so happy you're starting your career. Not a career. And I was like, um, no, 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 thank you. No, ma'am. Yeah, and I was just like, okay. And and I had to, I had said something smart to him. It was along the lines of like, well, what did you do? And like, what fixed income are you on now? You know, I was just mm -hmm. like, and now I'm just kind of like, the more I read about it, the more I laugh about it. Because it's just like, y'all don't know me <laughs> at all. I might be on your TV one day running mm -hmm. for office. And you'll be like, oh my God. Remember mm -hmm. when I thought she was going to be a cashier the rest of her life? Man, so it's kind of like, I know myself. I don't need to really you know, justify what the white man thinks about me because I don't care. So, Agreed. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I work in an environment where I am the only black person. Mm. And... I, I work in that environment. It's... I feel like it's and I'm and I work in a position of authority. Right. So it's like when I'm with next to one of my white counterparts, which is always, mm -hmm. I'm never, it's never, I'm the only black person and black woman at that. So we already know that's an issue. Um, they will look at me as if I'm not, like I was standing in front of somebody before and they were just like, oh, um, can I speak to a trooper? And I'm just like, looking at myself in okay. my uniform, like, who, what do you think I am? Right. Like, you know, and then it's just like, oh no, um, and then it's then it's like they they're looking to speak to somebody else, and I'm just like you could talk to them. Like you said, I'm getting paid either way. Mm. If I don't have to deal with your right. nonsense, I won't. But at the same Period. time, you're not gonna disrespect me as if I'm not worthy of your attention, right? Because I'm black. I, like, I mean, no. I had professors. Um, I, the college I was going to my sophomore year, I was taking a. It was kind of like a urban civilization class something along those mm. lines and the question that my professor posed was and i already knew how he thought about this because of the question was mm. why is there so much um more along the lines of like i'll just break it down where he basically he was saying how come in the black community people don't care about the education more than they do in the white community but he used urban or rural areas oh. so this white boy stood up and in front of the class now mm -hmm. there's three black people including myself in this class mm -hmm. so it was mainly white and he goes well it's because black people are more worried and he said black people okay okay he was very very listen so he was like <laughs> he was like um why is it's because black people are more worried about gang violence and like getting selling drugs and blah 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 it's like and they don't really care about learning because they don't think it's important they just make a hustle and everybody was quiet okay and i was like i looked at the other two black people and i, I was like oh so y'all not, not gonna oh i said okay my, my, okay it'd be me then so i got up and i said if white people are so worried about their education why do y'all always shoot up the schools and the teachers that are inside of them so mm. if you're worried about it that much why are you always worried about killing the principals and the people who are trying to educate you Ooh, and my professor kicked me out and i said oh you gonna kick me out but you're not gonna kick him out for blatantly saying something racist to a class of like 30 people. 
Well, obviously because he agreed with that sentence. Exa- and exactly what I said. I said, so you must agree. And I ended mm. up getting A in that class, but I had to fight because he tried to say I plagiarized, which I don't need to plagiarize. But I mm. wrote a paper on like Pocahontas and cultural appropriation inside Disney's Pocahontas. He mm. did not. He did not like that. So of course I had not. another press professor read it, and he does no longer works at my campus anymore. Oh damn! But yeah, that was that was very. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I experience, um, I feel like I experience more microaggressions on a daily basis than I do, um, racism. Right. But I experience both. Um, maybe not equally just because of the capacity, um, and the frequency, I should say, but mm-hmm. I definitely experience microaggressions pretty much every day in my life. And every, if anytime I'm, anytime I'm out in public around people that aren't, my black friends or family, mm-hmm. whatever, I'm experiencing some type of microaggression. Uh-huh. No matter where I go, I even can't the go hair touching is a micro. I it, wish somebody way, has anybody ever touched you. Oh my god! I used to. Okay, so I used to work for Tivana. I would before, break somebody's fingers. Listen, I worked for Tivana before they closed down, and part of the job was to stand because Tivana's inside our mall. Mm-hmm. So part of the um, job was to stand outside with samples, right. and your hands are full, and you're sampling, you're telling people about tea, mm-hmm. and white women would just come up to me and be like, "Oh my god, I love your hair," and I would be like, "Don't touch me." And they'd be like, can I speak to your manager? About what? You just t- you just violated me. Like, you oh, just touched that's me. so crazy. Right. You basically just assaulted me. Do we really want to go there? Because I didn't. you didn't give my permission to touch me. And then get offended. I had a white man ask me if he could touch my hair. And I was like, no. And he was like, why? I was like, what do you mean, why? Because I said so. Like, that's oh, so and that much. just, it really used to irk me. Because, like, what? that's a privilege right there. Who right. are you? Who do you think you Who are? Who do you think I you are to come up to a random... Would. Where your hands been? Oh I don't know. God. And I told that lady, I'm I was really. like, I have no idea where your hands were before or after this conversation. I don't want to know. I said, don't come up and touch a random person. I, I don't know you. I'm not a dog. Do I say, does, do I say pet me? Do, is right. there anybody... Is there oh. anything on me that says pet me? Oh, my God. Yo, I've... And the crazy thing is, like, I've people have told me like black people women at least they've been they've told me about instances where that has happened to them oh and i said God. i must come off as like a mean especially like, when i have locks it's always always when i have locks no, absolutely not like <sighs> like the most i get is like them looking at my hair like oh the, like recently at work i had um some cornrows in my hair so mm-hmm. it was like a, it was like a two braided um right uh feed in braids mm-hmm. and i came to work and she was when I say this lady was like, I like your hair, it's so cool, and she's like looking at it, like, like it's like it, a. Am I a museum? Like, like am I a an exhibit? It's it's literally braids, girl. Like it was two oh braids. My God. Or when you come in, oh, I really hate this question because they know it's not my hair. Stop asking me. You know, I just had red hair in my hair yesterday. I did not dye my hair again the you next day what? brown. I'm like, y'all are playing with me right now. And I just be trying. I think they're just that stupid. I do too. I and know. that's why I got to be like, you know what? They probably are that dense. And, and that's and, why. And if they ask me that question, I always say yes. I always tell them, yeah, this is my hair. Mm-hmm. I grew it. So it, it grew like 10 inches overnight, girl. Mm-hmm. You never heard of Dr. Miracle? Listen. Okay. I, oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I experience that all the time and I hate it. And then unfortunately, and this will probably lead me to my last question, as far as racism, right, white privilege, even dealing with like microaggressions, can that ever be eradicated, do you believe? Can it? Can it. Yes. Will it ever? No. Why won't it? One reason is because of... <laughs> Again, the white supremacist society, the way that our community is divided, we will never see 
it, it's just so many ignorant what community black the black, black community, community. Okay. and i hate using that term because it gives us a like just one personality mm -hmm. and a lot of people just see it as that but that's the only way i can really describe all of us as a whole mm -hmm. so black people as a whole are so divided there are a lot of ignorant and i don't mean to say that i don't mean to use that in like, like a negative connotation but there are a lot of people who are ignorant to their history mm -hmm. and if you're ignorant to where you came from you never know where you're going to go mm -hmm. so the the thing about it is is that white privilege it could be eradicated tomorrow if we got our shit together mm -hmm. however black people are still lost as just a soul and we're tired i mean i don't know if you believe in like reincarnation of souls or just like feeling the ancestors like stuff like that mm -hmm. we have like slave blood like we we don't we're tired as people in general mm -hmm. so it's just like i don't know how much fight we got left in us but we gotta we need to have like more stuff like this like podcasts where people can listen and understand that like you are more than what this society is telling you mm -hmm. you are because these people who are running these news uh news websites are not giving you full and accurate information they're only showing one side of you denzel washington always said if you read the news you're misinformed if you don't read the news you're uninformed yep. and that's exactly what it is so it could be eradicated. Mm -hmm. Black people really got it together and we really started, like Fred Hampton, they, they really get rid of our leaders. They do. Once we start, especially time. a lot of people really think that um, MLK You know, was, I can't. Mm. And MLK, they really thought that MLK was like for integration. And I think integration was the worst thing to happen to oh, black girl, people. Oh, girl, because the I was going to have another podcast episode oh on that. The worst that. thing that happened to us because we rely too much on the white man now. We look for them. We turn to the white man next to us and go, is this okay? Is this right? Like, no, we don't need that. We had our own businesses. We were we were prospering. And they were like, you know what? We can't have these, mm -hmm. these Negroes out here doing for themselves. Mm -hmm. what do they, who do they think they are? And now we're... Because they know how much power we possess on our oh own. Oh, my God. At just as consumers we oh are the number one gosh. consumers i think probably in the world mm -hmm. because we make up most of the world even though they like to tell us we're minorities mm -hmm. we've been 12 percent of the population for 35 years right. so it's no it could be eradicated will it ever be eradicated we won't be alive to see it yeah unfortunately i mean hmm. yeah i don't think that i don't think i mean i feel the same way as you as far as not being not being a uh something that's realistic right to be eradicated it would be nice i mean granted you gotta have everybody like you said everybody really gotta be on the same page they gotta educate themselves and really like right. learn that their narrative is not what people give them and create and not even create their own but well yeah i would just say create their own because like i feel like you're born with I feel like as a as a black person in America at least and mm -hmm. we're talking about America because I, I obviously we can only relate to where we've been and mm -hmm. that's where I was born in America right. as black people in America we are born with two strikes against us already no matter male or female it I mean, may you know already. what I'm saying like mm -hmm. you're already born with two strikes against you so it's like what what more can you do <laughs> at that point you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it's up to you and up to, obviously, the people who raise you to putting to change the narrative that's already set out for you. And if they don't do that, because you're not going to have, I mean, I want to say majority of the people in the black community who have kids aren't. They're not, no. Not at all. They're not even Especially, thinking about that. Uh, I will bring this back up, light-skinned black women, because 
light a lot of my friends who are light skinned they are biracial so and a lot of people don't understand that just because you're light skin does not mean you're biracial there is a tribe in africa and i wish i knew the name of it right now whose skin is just as light as mine and they are a hundred percent black do y'all hear that a hundred percent black it's about the melanin intake that goes within your blood and that's a lot of things that people don't understand melanin is not just within the skin it's within the hair the eyes it's what changes people's skin color i think a lack of melanin is why you have redheads yeah. so it's, it's it's a lot of things that people need to educate themselves on to really understand themselves and if we can't understand our, ourselves we'll never know where we're gonna go mm. once we can get to that then once we can get to like a consensus of like okay listen everything we ain't gotta agree on everything but you gotta come to one thesis mm-hmm. okay here's the thesis of the paper and i'll write your opinions right but we gotta come to one main conclusion that like this is not for us. That we're all on board with that. Right. Until that happens. Then know, it's just going to stay stagnant. True be that. Right. Whew. Okay. So, that's wrapping up that today's talk. Um, we're going to move to the next segment. This segment is entitled Ask Adrian. So, I'll give you a couple minutes to ask me pretty much anything you want to ask me. And then I'll have to answer, honestly. Mm, like a personal question or just like... Any Doesn't question matter. on like a subject? Doesn't matter. Okay, well, I have one for you. Mm-hmm. And this is going to um, hurt some people's feelings too. <laughs> okay. But, um, so a friend of mine who's very smart, I think one of the smartest people I've ever talked to. I mean, he got me a lot of books into like this black stuff. Mm-hmm. He said uh, these abortion laws, he never, he never wants to tell any woman or anybody what they should do with their bodies because it's not his uterus and he Mm -hmm. doesn't have one he doesn't Mm -hmm. understand it Mm -hmm. but he made i think he made a great point by saying if women are out here having sex with anyone okay Mm -hmm. and they know that when you have sex the consequence of it or maybe the um, result of it is creating life why is it that they can choose pick and choose to get rid of the child but if the father doesn't want to stay in the life of the child when it's born they're seen as deadbeat hmm um okay so from a personal standpoint i don't see i will okay i will have i think that each um each situation should have its own like uh outcome so right. as far as like if 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 say i got pregnant mm-hmm. and you know from a one night stand right hypothetically speaking and you know the person's like and i let them know you know baby on the way and they're just like i don't want this baby i don't i don't ha- have an abortion and i'm like nah i'm not doing it right well and then they'd let me know well, just to let you know, I'm not going to be in this baby's life because I don't know you. I don't want no kids, right. whatever the case may be. And then I go through with the pregnancy. I would not be the type of person. And honestly, I think it's just, be, I think it's just, it goes person by person. Mm-hmm. But I'm not the type of person that will be like, I feel, I mean, granted, Lord, I would, that would never happen to me. But, right. you know, if that were the case, I would not have like any ill will towards, towards him, him. Right. i wouldn't i wouldn't go after him for child support or call him a deadbeat or whatever the case may and be and that's another thing the child support thing the law is telling a man that he has, that to, he be has to be responsible so for... now this abortion law is telling a woman that she has to be responsible mm-hmm. but there's that blurred line of autonomy and liberty yeah um yeah i don't think that i don't 
why is it okay? It, I don't think it's okay. No, I'm not saying like, why is it okay? But like, why does this, well, yes, yeah, society sees it as being okay. Like a woman could get rid of a child if they mm -hmm. don't want it. But if a father goes, I don't want this kid. I don't want responsibility. I'm mm -hmm. not ready to be a father. Mm -hmm. This person goes through with the pregnancy and then they have to pay child support. Why is that okay? Well, right. I guess, I guess if you use a logic as far as like two people laying down, knowing that a baby can come out of it. Yeah. If he knows that a baby can come out of it, then he should also be responsible for. But our society does not look at sex as like as, like that, and that's the problem. Right. That is the problem. Is that sex is to me sex is way more than what um, just a one night stand. I could never see myself having a one night stand because it's mm -hmm. like a ritual. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Like you're creating life. This is like something that should be sacred between two people. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that everybody has to look at it like that, but like when you know that life can be created based on this ritual, why would you willingly lay down with someone you don't want to have a child with? That's true. Protection is not, you know, the hundred percent way to stay unpregnant. It's, it's abstinence. It's abstinence. That's it's, true. Okay, so so you wanna be out here doing it, doing what you do. At least make it, and like I said, I, I feel like sexual freedom is whatever, but at the same time, it's like, if you feel as if a child is going to not, is not in your plans, right. then do something, do everything you can to make sure that that doesn't happen. Correct. Because one person or the other is going to want that baby. And then and the another well the flip side to that basically is what if the father wants the child and the mother doesn't and, and then the mother I goes saw and something have, I saw something goes and have an abortion day. and then somebody brings up well it's her body and she laid out but she laid down with him my argument is she laid down with him and knew she she didn't create that baby by herself exactly so, so now why is she making yeah, the decision her body. to get rid of even though and this is where church and state we have to separate it because and scientifically that's a baby. Mm -hmm. That's a baby. Sci mm -hmm. Scientifically, y'all y'all putting too much into. Well, it's no soul and like that. You know, it's not a, a baby yet. You can't fully develop it. And I had somebody tweet and say, if it's a baby, then take it out and let it be um, incubated somewhere else. That's not the argument here. The argue like that's just stupid, <laughs> right? That's what I said. I said this is where y'all just come up and say whatever y'all want to on these. So I hate social media so much because oh they just God. be saying whatever they want to really say. Do. And I what? think. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of people are not going to agree with me, but I really believe that it's a double standard when it comes to that. It is. I, it, it is that blurred line of autonomy that when you're putting a law in place to tell people that they... But an abortion is something that it's not like you need it. You know, if they had an exception to the rule, like if somebody's 11 years old, like 11 year old just got pregnant and now mm -hmm. she can't get an abortion, of course not. But if you're a consenting, two consenting adults, mm -hmm. that's what the rule, the rule should be. Two consenting adults that lay with each other. Mm -hmm. This uh, abortion law is too vague and ambiguous mm -hmm. because now you're leaving open. What about somebody getting raped? Mm -hmm. What about somebody who contracted HIV and now this child potentially may have HIV? Mm -hmm. Why would you want to bring a child into that? Not saying that, you know, that's horrible but it is something that's going to be hard to live with right you know it's going to be like a a, a downfall for them when they get because they're going to be on all this medication especially because mm -hmm. i don't think hiv babies survive that often if i'm correct i might have to like do a little research on that sure. but i do know that they have complications when it comes to that type of pregnancy mm -hmm. so you know when you think about it like that this abortion law is stricting people from doing certain surgeries on their body that maybe you know they may need to have it to save their life because mm -hmm. there are there are women who 
do have abortions in the second trimester because it's either them or the baby. Mm-hmm. If that was me, I would have the baby. I already lived 22 years. Right. This baby's never been born. Right. But that's personal. And I don't, that's why I'm saying like it's such a blurred line with this law. But if you're not going to have abortion laws, you shouldn't have child support laws. That's my thing. You shouldn't be like, if this child does not, like this person does not want to raise this child, doesn't want to have anything to do with this child, you shouldn't make him pay for it because the mother decided to keep it. So that's my that's my argument. Like if you don't want abortion laws, okay, no child support laws. Don't that's just it. That's it. But then women and their egos, because women have horrible egos mm-hmm. as well. This feminist that's another conversation. But <laughs> yeah, that that is just something that they won't agree with. It's like, well, they had this kid, this is their kid. Well, you were going to have a kid too, but you wanted to abort it and you mm-hmm. didn't ask the father. You know what I'm saying? And then the mother um, when they're pregnant, they get to decide if the child lives or dies. Mm-hmm. The father has no say in that. Yeah, that's so, true because so, they're the one carrying the baby. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's that blurred line of like liberty and autonomy because it's like this is the mother's, but at the same time, this is not your decision to kill a life because you're the bearer of that life. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just the vessel. That's true. So this is just i've always i've always felt that way um as far as like not being able like the autonomy thing mm-hmm. um when i was in college i actually um i wrote up quite a few papers on this actually um but the baby the the fetus whatever you want to call it the child that's inside of the mother's womb mm-hmm. at the at the at the time of abortion they have i feel like you have to establish when in which I don't necessarily think it's necessary, but if we're gonna if we're gonna be talking about laws, I feel like you have to establish when that baby mm-hmm. has rights yeah. as a human being. Well, there's there is such thing as fetal homicide. True. So that is if I'm I don't know it. I think it and like varies. and my thing is like yeah you're the mother, but like who are you to choose? If whether somebody whether or not or they live or die because yeah. that's like that's like now my mom walking in here and like okay i'm your mom so i choose for you to to die die yeah like and people do not see it like that because they're like well it's not really a human being yet well who's who told you that who's what science did you take? Like what? Yeah, where's we the? We were taught in health class that once the zy whatever I failed science like twice. So. <laughs> like they just I know they told us though that like once it happens like once the sperm hits the egg conception. Yeah, life happens it. at conception. Exactly. That's science. so. Who are you to take and away we, somebody's we life? We as America are always separating church and state, even though they say one nation under God. That's not really separating it. But we as Americans like strive to separate church and state. Mm-hmm. So now you're kind of you got all these angry people online saying, "Well, we don't know if that's that's not a child yet." Who told? Who said that? Because mm-hmm. science didn't say that yeah. life happens at conception. That's, so that's, that's a life in there. That's how I feel, and that was yeah. always my argument. So and I do like, believe that that fetal homicide law. Um, I haven't read it in so long, but I know it has something to do with it's a ch- if she was already knowingly pregnant. It doesn't matter if she was six weeks pregnant. If when they do an autopsy, they find some type of like uh evidence that she was pregnant they can be also be charged with the murder of the baby right yeah so why is it now this isn't kind of connecting people they want to hear and see things when it's it's convenient for them it's selective yeah because nobody wanted to hear that child support argument and i was like that's kind of true you making somebody pay for something they ain't want to have that's like making that mother but can you but can you make the argument that they did want to have it because not necessarily want to have it but they they did want to 
Well, yeah, we'll say we did want to make the baby or have the baby, whatever the case may be, because they laid down with this individual knowing what the outcome could well, be. Well, if we had that, then we wouldn't have abortion because that mother laid down and had consensual so sex. True. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, if anything, if we got rid of child support, then the, you would just have to have that uh, parent sign off, you know, their rights to the child at period mm. you know what i'm saying and then they don't pay right anything so in that case yeah that yeah. it could work because it's like at this point there's there's legal documentation stating that this person when this baby is born they have no legal obligation to support nothing. them or right. anything like that but they would have to put that into place in order for it to be that would have to be a law that's passed in order for women to continue to like you know have the babies that right. the men don't want or vice versa well well that can't be vice versa right. <laughs> <laughs> the women have the babies that the men don't want or for them to get rid of it but right. also true like also too i should say if, if they're gonna have these abortion laws i feel like both parties need to be um involved in the abortion i don't think that the the mother should have um the only say so the final say and whether or not this baby lives or dies and then and but I, and again and also I feel like if they and if they like I said if that's what they're gonna do it should be both parties should be yes we want this baby or no we don't want this baby and then if if she keeps the baby as far as signing off the rights if the other person doesn't want the baby or I was trying to say, and as far as abortion is concerned, if they like only, only, only have certain exceptions. So like incest, rape babies, um, um, molestation, right. Something like that. Like those, those type of extreme things. Like extremes, extenuating circumstances, basically. Or, or, well, see, I don't even know. Like you said, like as far as like the mom or the baby, like it's going to be you or the baby that's going to live. And why does the mother get to decide like, oh, I don't so want that child. That, now, that should that should be eradicated. That shouldn't even be an uh, Or it be should be option. like, because my um, friend just had a baby. Mm. He's a guy and they give you these papers to sign. So it's like if at any circumstances, like um, tech, like issues happen during the pregnancy or during the um labor or whatever do you want to live or do you want your child to live i don't even think that should be an option at all i think you should get rid of that paper and it should be who has a better chance at survival at this point mm-hmm. and if it's the baby let the baby survive the mother she knew what she was getting into that might sound cold but at the same time you're bringing life into this you know what i mean mm-hmm. into this earth and then a lot of people go well, what's a what's a child without its mother that's true, but why don't we put so much emphasis on the father too? Right. The father is there. That's true. You know, I'm but then just, it's like, then it's like, I don't know. Like I said, it's a real touchy subject. This is really it's like yeah. if you if you put if you if the mom has to have the baby, right? Right. And she has to have the baby. She has the baby, but she doesn't want anything to do with it. Like, is she obligated to take care of that baby? Like, say both parents don't want anything to do with it. So they should just get rid of it before it's even completely here. Because but the foster if they both horrible. So so that's what I'm saying. So do you so do you think that if both parents don't want the baby, then they should opt for an abortion. Opt for an abortion. Yeah. That's where that's where I think that that should come in. It shouldn't be oh the mother doesn't want it so I'm getting rid of it without telling the father. She should be tried for that. She should be incriminated for that because you just took away a life that was also a life of another. It's because mm-hmm. you can't lay down and have a baby by yourself. Yeah. So I, I mean, it doesn't have to be as so far as, like, jail time, but, like, paying some type of money. I mean, I would even say jail time. Give her, like, six months. Yeah. But, um, 
I it's it's so many different like roads to go down with this and it's just so hard and, but I have. feel like they're trying to pass these laws like they're putting these bills in the place and trying to pass these laws without going through every detail yeah, that's gonna matter there's nothing the but men doing this and that's why they don't Which really understand fucking blows my mind all white men too that was a good question though um it's really interesting that you asked that and now I gotta go home and think about it more like how do I really feel about this but like I already know I already know my standpoint as far as like what a, what like me I will never have an abortion I'm pro-life pro -life for myself pro-choice actually I'm just I don't give a damn for everybody else anybody else but pro-life for myself do, but pro-life like, I will never have an abortion like, uh -uh. as long as there's no circumstances that like I that hopefully will I will never get right <laughs> like, that will warrant that like, yeah, yeah that you would make, make you think twice otherwise even if I had a deadbeat I'll me though i just i know me like i am not a person to do like one night stands or just hang out with random guys like i'm that's not me mm -hmm. i'm one guy that said i'm done mm -hmm. i don't got time for all these other relationships i just want one guy that mm -hmm. said and that's probably the guy i have a kid with and i actually had a psychic tell me i was only gonna ever be in one relationship my entire life i had two psychics tell me that so mm -hmm. i'm on that life path right now all right and that's now. it <laughs> and that's my child and <sighs> yeah i never want to when I get rid of life, I don't think that we're God. We shouldn't be playing God, mm -hmm. and that's a lot. Of, that also stems into the white supremacist society. They think they're God, mm -hmm. but yeah, the, they really do. That goes to that that, that just, Look at the justice system. Like it's like just, you you think that you're better than other people because you're white. It's horrible. And it's, I feel like some people, white people, don't even realize they do it. And I'm like, no, right. I think you subconsciously you know that you're doing this. Yeah. Like, well, why didn't I get this job? That's How come she got this job? Because she was more qualified, it's because you're white. Doesn't mean you're. It's always right. Like, <laughs> and that's what they believe. Right. right. Oh jeez. Wow. That's crazy. Wow, guys. That was a really good conversation. It's actually the longest episode that I've ever had. Oh my god. So, yeah. But honestly, it's just been gems drop dropping left and right. So I don't mind it. I I pre I knew you would be a good guest for me. I appreciate Thank you. you taking time out of your day no to problem. be my guest this i appreciate was like all of that this has been great um hell y'all probably gonna hear her again because we're gonna be uh <laughs> talking about this um a lot of different things and i feel like she you know that was good good so that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of laughs and lessons um as always guys i want you to know that i am on instagram at laughs and lessons underscore and um i'm gonna stop telling y'all about twitter because honestly my social media manager is the only person who knows how to work that i'm <laughs> out of the loop um oh, no. but i am on i am on twitter um <laughs> i don't really you know what i'm saying like you know, but it's it, you know what it is what twitter it is, is, is it's, it's it's a hellhole. It's interesting. Yes. I, don't, I don't get. I've never. I, but since Twitter has been uh, like a thing, I've never understood it. So it's like it's just a lot of people know. talking shit. That's yeah. it. Just putting all they stupid opinions on there. Well, I can see that anywhere. So okay, I guess right. I don't really need to know. So you can see that on Facebook. <laughs> so yeah, y'all follow me on on Instagram. That's where you'll find all the updates and on the on the podcast and everything. Anyways. Um, and that's gonna wrap up this week's episode. Um, if remember to listen to uh, this podcast on Apple, um, Spotify, Google, Anchor. There's a couple other platforms that I really can't remember right now, but I'm out there. So wherever you listen to it, just make sure you give me a good rating if you like what you hear. And I will see you guys next week. As always, I want you guys to have more laughs, drink more water. 
create a lot less stress and always be blessed. Peace.